0: Hello, welcome back to season two of the Machete and Quill podcast. This season, we are reading the novella The Witch of Farathon, an Epistel Chronicles novella. If you are joining us for the first time and haven't listened to or read The Forest of Despair, book one of the Epistol Chronicles, don't worry. The Witch of Farathon can easily be enjoyed as a standalone novella with no knowledge of the other books in the series required. Just make sure to start at chapter one of season two and listen in order. Being a novella, this will be a very quick read-through. There are only 13 chapters, so with one per week, this will take around two or three months, and each episode will be quite a bit shorter than the previous season. If you would like to support my writing endeavors, please consider purchasing my books at RyanHoitAuthor.com, where you can find signed copies, or on Amazon or other online bookstores. My fantasy books include Gemma Cobertson and the Forest of Despair, the just-released sequel novel, The Isle of Abandonment, and this prequel novella, The Witch of Farathon. The final book in the main trilogy is expected to be released in late 2024. And if you enjoy horror, I have a novel called Raven Tree Hollow, as well as some short story chapbooks you can find on Amazon and on my website. Stay tuned after this short chapter for a behind-the-scenes look at the creation of the story. Thank you for listening to the Machete and Quill podcast. Previously in The Witch of Farathon, after Gethin's near-death experience in the caves under the forest while looking for his escaped sheep and the miraculous rescue by a strange newcomer to the remote village of Farathon, Gethin cannot shake the feeling that something supernatural is going on. He swears to his friends Germaine and Sana that the woman who carried him out of the caverns and back to his bed, where he promptly passed out for two days, was at once a beautiful, young, redheaded woman and a decrepit old hag. After his friends leave him alone at his home, Gethin explores the fences around his farm to find everything in place. Then he hears the bleating of the lost lamb he had seen torn to shreds on that fateful night. She attacks him, biting his fingers with fangs that shouldn't even exist. He chases her deep into the forest where she escapes back into the mouth of the cave and is promptly consumed by some beast within. A moment later, the beautiful young woman emerges from the depths of the earth. Now, let's get into the story. The Witch of Farathon, an Epistel Chronicles novella by Ryan Hoyt. Chapter 4 Gethin Deverak, you have returned to me sooner than expected. Gethin didn't mean to gawk, but he couldn't help himself. She was as bare as he had been when he had gotten out of bed that morning. Well, it seems we've both witnessed each other in our mm, natural state, she said. If I want to get a coherent thought out of you, I suppose I should cover up. She walked back into the darkness of the cave. A few moments later, she reemerged with a black wool cloak wrapped around her body. Even from 20 feet away, Gethin could make out a particular feature of the wool. The moon, he said. He walked toward her. The woman looked up at the sky and shook her head. No moon yet, I'm afraid. It's still midday. Gethin neared her and reached out his hand. He ran his fingertips over the outline of the crescent moon on her cloak. Where did you get this? He asked. My, my, I didn't take you for a touchy one, Gethin. Not on our second meeting, anyhow. She brought her right hand up and playfully patted his cheek. I made this little garment, if you must know. There wasn't a lot to choose from in these woods, so I had to improvise. Do you like it? How is it possible? My little Thora, she was alive just minutes ago. I chased her through this forest. She even bit me when I tried to pet her. Gethin held his hand up. There was no blood, no puncture wound. I'm so confused. It seems like confusion has dominated your last couple of days, my dear boy. I don't blame you. These trees have power. This forest and the endless labyrinth of tunnels that run below it are known to be filled with wonders that cannot be explained. Touched by the gods, perhaps, or cursed by demons. Depends on your point of view. The people of Ferathon keep clear of these woods as much as possible, Gethin said. We get travelers passing through from time to time, coming from the Epistel kingdoms in the south or Emerson in the north. We mostly live vicariously through their tales. I always thought the stories we heard were merely meant to keep us close to home. Are you saying there's truth to them? I believe you already know the answer after these last few days. And what of Thora? How is it that I was able to touch her if she was merely a spirit? The woman smiled. She whispered something Gethin could not hear, though even if he had, he would not have known the words, for they were of a land and people he had never come across in his twenty-four years. She unwrapped the cloak from around her shoulders, then pulled it off. Gethin was about to avert his eyes when he noticed she was not naked underneath, but clothed in undergarments that had not been there minutes earlier. She tossed the cloak in the air, raising her voice as she continued the chant. It had a sing-song quality to it, and the melody felt familiar to him, though the words were still entirely foreign. The cloak approached the ground, but it did not fall flat. It formed the unmistakable shape of the lamb, Thora. The cloak had been much larger than the animal, but when it fell, the leftover sections became the lamb's shadow on the ground behind her. So you are indeed a witch, Gethin said. He backed away from her several steps. I am Nalia Lunara. I come from far north of here, beyond Emerson and the Cascade Mountains. I mean you no harm. And what is it you want from me, Nalia? Gethin looked at the reincarnated lamb. You snared me in your trap with that abomination. You led me here. Why? Would you believe that I just wanted to see you again? Nalia began to close the space between them. It's true that mine is a transactional people, but this is more than that. I felt a deep connection to you the other night, deep enough to draw me to you, when you were in peril, I pulled you out of what could have been a dire situation. I carried you home, cleaned your wounds, and left you to rest in safety and comfort. Perhaps instead of looking for ulterior motives, you could appreciate what I did for you and show me courtesy. Gethin's shoulders dropped. You're right. I'm very sorry for the way I acted. We do not get visitors of your kind in Farathon, only dark stories. "'It happens everywhere I go, to be honest,' she said. "'Please come to town with me. "'There must be a room available at one of the inns. "'It will be much more comfortable than this cave, "'if that's where you've been sleeping. "'If you do not have the money for such a stay, "'I can set up a bed for you at my farm "'in one of the unused laborer cottages.' "'Nalia smiled. "'She turned to what had once been Gethin's precious little black lamb and whistled. "'The lamb. "'It.' returned to her. Nalia reached down and pulled at the wool, which immediately collapsed into a lifeless, flaccid piece of clothing again. She wrapped it around her shoulders and took Gethin's hand. Thank you, Gethin, you won't regret this. But deep inside, Gethin knew that he just might. All right. Well, that was chapter four of The Witch of Farathon by me, Ryan Hoyt, here on the Machete and Quill podcast. I remember this scene being a very fun one to write back in July 2021 when I was working on this story. The beautiful stranger that walks out fully naked as if it's nothing and Gethin just fumbles trying to get a coherent thought or word out. And then she grabs this cloak that's undeniably made from the lamb he had just chased through the woods to that cave just seconds earlier. And then when she tosses it and it falls right into the shape of the lamb, Gethin's mind is totally blown. Wouldn't this look so amazing as a scene in a movie? I thought so as I wrote it. Nalia's ability to manipulate people is on full display here. It's something that has gotten her through life Something that was so apparently there in her original appearances in Gemma Cobertson and the Forest of Despair. And her dialogue here was among the most fun uh, that I've had writing dialogue in any of my books or stories so far. And now she has manipulated Gethin into inviting her into the proper boundaries of the town of Farathon. We kind of know how that turns out from her later appearance in the Forest of Despair. As Gethen feels at the very last line of the chapter, he may just come to regret it. All of Farathon may come to regret that. Well, I can't wait to show you what happens next. You can find out for yourself sooner if you would like to purchase a copy of the book in paperback, hardcover, or ebook. You can find that at RyanHoitzAuthor.com/shop or on Amazon or any other online retailer. Thank you so much for listening to the Machete and Quill podcast. The songs on the show are all original compositions and recordings by me. I'm your host, Ryan Hoyt. Until next time, take care.